Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joel. If you guys haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now, stand up. And make some noise for your host, Joel Jacob. How's it going, Heat Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore. And like every episode, I got some guests with me. Joining me today, we got George. What's up, guys? And then right after that, Clippy. Hey, everyone. What's going on? And then Kaylee. Hi, guys. And then Talk. What's going on, y'all? And last but not least, Brian. Hi. I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So with that being said, let's not waste any time and dive into today's episode. So to start it off, Miami is currently on a three-game losing streak and is coming off of two devastating losses, specifically against the Lakers and Clippers. On one end, you have the loss against the Lakers, which came after leading by nine with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And on the other end, you have the Clippers game, a game in which Miami was up by 17 at one point. Having to swallow the bitter pill, which was this losing streak, what's your opinion on these losses for the Heat? Kick us off, George. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm bitterly devastated for the, um, for the last two games. The Nuggets game, not so much. We did get outplayed. We were healthy. There were better things we could have done, but we could always learn from that. The health of the team really factored us as well in the last two games. We didn't have a closer, and that was evident. We were up. We couldn't hold a lead. We couldn't capitalize on anything. Um, Without Jimmy, our perimeter defense went to absolutely nothing, and no one was there to really settle settle the team. Also, I feel like the coaching was a big part of that as well, playing plays when they shouldn't have been played, playing a 41-year-old Udonis Haslam, with Tyler Hero chucking lobs to him, while Omi at seven is in his prime on the bench, is quite devastating. But look, at the end of the day, we have to learn from this. It's a long, 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 long season. A lot to do, a lot to, to process. There's no overreactions yet. At the end of the day, we, you know, the NBA still rates us quite highly, which I don't like. I feel like when we're underrated, we're playing better. But, you know, hopefully Jimmy gets better soon. Everything stays well. And, um, we should go back to our old ways pretty soon. Mm-hmm. What about you, Clippy? Uh, these two losses are were just terrible, obviously, as we saw. We cannot close games, and it's super, super evident, of course. 
but um i i just don't see really what's going wrong with them right now um i feel like we're having a lot of defensive breakdowns and we're just giving up um i don't want to just blame one person like how we all have blamed duncan robinson because it's not really his fault because it's all of us you know if we're by 17 that should stay the whole game you know just keep shoving it down their throats so us not closing games that's that's a group effort that's not just that's not just one person excuse me so i don't want to just blame anyone but the both losses have been just terrible terrible right and then how do you feel j talk yeah, these losses, like, they've been frustrating, you know. I can see why Heat fans are frustrated in Twitter, social media, but honestly, I'd rather go through these type of losses early in the season, considering our health is not really at its best right now. Uh, we can still see the growth of our young players, Bam and Hero. They've been playing out their minds lately. Um, Kyle Lowry yesterday in the fourth quarter, he went, he was doing some Kyle Lowry stuff. But, yeah, they've been frustrating. Uh, a lot of defensive breakdowns. Um, I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff from last year where we had to keep bringing Bam out to the perimeter. We had Duncan Robinson guarding centers, which he's doing better than shooting right now. It's kind of weird, but I'd rather go to these losses early on rather than, like, late, I guess. Right. And then how do you feel, Kaylee? Um, I agree with what J-Talk was saying about how I'd rather have like these losses early because I feel like this is a great time to like learn the weak spots of like the reasons why we're choking so much for some reason. It's like, it's almost like we have so much potential. Like I know that um, I think both uh, Lowry and Bam had like some pretty amazing stats um, last night of like all that kind of went to waste because we lost, you know, or like that wasn't really highlighted because of the loss. And then all these other games, I feel like something else has always come up where we don't realize that it's like they're doing well. It's just like it's not finishing. Like they're like they're starting kind of strange and they have like a kind of consistent middle and they, they can't finish. So it's like I rather them go through the speed bump right now, figure out what's wrong and um, try to just like troubleshoot from there. That's all you can really hope. Mm-hmm. And then how about you, Brian? Uh, honestly, these losses don't bother me at all. Like, the Nuggets are a good team, whatever. You take the L, you move on. I honestly feel like the Lakers and Clippers games were fake basketball games. Jimmy Butler didn't play. Uh, and the Lakers are missing half their team. The Clippers are missing half the team. And Kawhi Leonard, like, these aren't real representations of either team. So, it's whatever. You kind of expect to lose games where your best player isn't playing. So, you know, it's early November, you know, it's it's just, it's whatever. You take the L's, you move on, you hopefully have a healthier, better version of your team. Um, I just don't think that they really represent anything we're going to see in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, and I agree because the Nuggets loss, I mean, that's kind of a scheduled loss whenever we go there. You know, it's Denver. I mean, the altitude, whatever you want to put out there, you know, and they, they just bowled out. And you know, the Lakers and Clippers game, like you said, Ryan, it was kind of weird for us to not have Jimmy. And, you know, especially the Lakers, you look at them and, like, they got a bench full of players in street clothes. So, honestly, I was starting to feel like we were going to see some schedule losses with this type of schedule, which is why, although it sucks to pod while we're on a three-game losing streak, 
I feel like a part of us should have been prepared for it, which is why, you know, I don't think we should be too upset about it. So there's that. But, um, you know, moving forward, I now want to shift everyone's attention to a specific player that's been struggling, not only these last two games, but kind of the season overall. That player is none other than Duncan Robinson. After making four of his eight threes against Denver this past Monday, Robinson would then head to Los Angeles, where he would only make five of his 24 three-point attempts in the Lakers and Clippers game combined. Seeing how much Duncan has struggled this season compared to seasons prior, are you guys beginning to feel concerned about D-Rob, or do you think this is a slump that he can break out of? We'll start off with you, Clippy. I think every shooter can get out of a slump. I think that, you know, shooters are going to shoot, of course, and it sucks when you see them break and break and break. But shooters do shoot, and until that ball starts going in, it's he's obviously in his head right now, and you could tell. But I don't – yes, it was his fault the last two nights. It was 100%. But for us to give up on him as a whole is kind of like – it sucks because – Imagine how he feels, because of course he sees it too. So then that makes him more in his head. He's going to play worse. So I don't want to blame him, even though it is his fault. But, you know, he's just in a slump. And shooters get over eventually. You know, he gets in the gym and just puts shots up. And eventually they're going to fall. And then we're all going to love him again. And then we're going to go back and see our old tweets and be like, why did we hate him? Oh, like, you know what I mean? So I think we should just somewhat keep a little bit of hope. I know George is not going to agree with me, and that's fine. But just a little bit of hope that he can get out of the slump and be who, you know, we know he is. Right. And then what do you think, George? No, I think he's great. I think you just keep going with him. I'm just joking. Okay. He has been the single biggest disappointment of the season so far. And it's only natural that all of he Twitter overreacts. I've overreacted. Um, I don't apologize for overreacting to him. He's down from 44.5% last year uh, in his career. He's down to 325 He shoots a career 41.4% field goal percentage uh, from three, and he's down to 31% this season. His free throws are going from 85% of, of, as a career to 62%, and effective field goals down to 46% from 62 I am really – I'm trying – I love my team, and I'm, I always stick with them and the players through thick and thin. I don't feel like he's making enough of an effort off the ball to get himself the open looks that he's been getting, and that could be due to the you know a bit of a system change with Lowry actually having a real point guard, and the emphasis from three-point shooting is really it, – it's still there, but we were making a point last season to come off dribble handoffs and, and screen rolls and stuff like that. I feel like it's not the same now. Duncan's trying to get his shot a lot more um, off. If it's not off his own dribble, it's it's within two seconds, which is not his ideal situation. He loves that handoff, set, and go. He's not an on-the-move three-point scorer. He's a, he's like, I can't really explain it. He, he reminded me of Clay Thompson in a way, except for Clay's able to get his own shot. And... I feel like the fact that he's uploading his own podcast three times a week, four times a week, is quite detrimental because I feel like he's not – I don't expect him to say sorry or anything like that because he's got nothing to be sorry for at the end of the day. He just needs to get himself back to, you know, I don't know if it's a fitness issue or if he's 
having a problem with the ball. But if he's having a problem with the ball, just talk to Tyler Hero, who's, who's shooting the hell out of it at the moment. He can go do that. Um, but I'm I'm not losing faith in him. You know, I I I, I might be joking every now and again, but at the end of the day, he needs to learn that this system revolves around having three points scoring as well. And this season, we've all been terrible from three. It doesn't matter what game it's been. We've been pretty, pretty poor. So I give him, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt. He will bounce back eventually, but it's a matter of, it better be sooner than later. Right. I agree with you. And then what's your take, Kaylee? So I'm kind of conflicted because um, obviously it's about the team as a whole as well, but he has been like a major common factor for the losses, which is unfortunate. Um, and also, of course, we love like, you know, hating on him with this podcast of like, well, you have time for this. How about you go shoot some more? You know, so it's like, um, it's like, obviously we know he can be better, but um, it's almost like if he doesn't want to get better, then I feel like he should just not mind or like, not really care or not not really care like he should expect the hate from the fandom because it's kind of like if you're not willing to like try to get better like maybe talk to your teammates for like new types of setups because obviously like how George said like he's maybe he's not as comfortable making his own shots so then he can be like no I'd rather do something like a pass you know like communication needs to be done practice needs to be done um but I'm all for like you know giving him hate because it's like if that's what it takes for you to um I don't know try harder be better maybe maybe like um clutch it for us step up then I'm all for it (laughs) but um but yeah like overall I know it's a more it's more of a team thing so I don't want to hate him singularly too much but still you know I kind of agree with all the hate right and then Brian what do you feel uh I mean kind of like the last thing like I'm not really worried about it I think that he's literally he's one elite NBA skill throughout his whole basketball career has been to shoot. I don't, I find it hard to believe that he just forgot how to do that. You know, like I, I'm pretty sure this is just a slump. Uh, all the data that we have of him being in the NBA and in the G league and in college says that he's a really, really good shooter. I'm sure that Duncan is putting in just as much time into his practice as he ever has. It's just, you know, he's missing, which is okay. I think that, him missing also highlights the other parts of his games that game that isn't great. You know, the, the poor defense, the dumb fouls, the lack of rebounding, yada, yada, yada. The, I, I actually think his passing is cutting to the basket has improved this season. So those are two aspects where I'm kind of like, all right, that's a positive improvement. But I think just mathematically, we can expect him to regress to his mean. Um, he just said sometimes you miss. Sometimes you miss, and it is what it is. And he's kind of spoken to the fact that maybe the contract is in his head a little bit. And I think that can be solved with something as simple as seeing a therapist. Like, I don't think that he has to necessarily do more work off the basketball floor. Just, you know, Duncan is a smart guy, and I think that he he is his he is going to be his biggest critic. Like, no matter what anybody, anybody on Heat Twitter says, I think that Duncan Robinson knows that he's – you know, slumbing more than anybody. And I'm sure that he knows exactly why. And he's probably freaking out about it, thinking about it 24 seven. And, you know, like, it's like I really think it's, it's largely a mental thing. And I think that he just needs to talk to somebody professional to kind of help him work through those issues, because I don't think it's a matter of talent or athletic ability or anything like that, or even, you know, the heat, what the heat are doing schematically. Like, I just think he's too good to not break out of this. And I think that if this is an all season thing, 
it would mean that the previous two two years of shooting at an elite level were a fluke, and I just like like I said, mathematically, that just would be damn near impossible. So I, I think it'll be fine. We just got to give it time. Right, I feel you. And then J Talk, I now want to turn table to you, especially because. Um, your Zoom profile picture is of something very interesting. You can explain it if you want. I don't care. But, um, yeah, what's your take about Duncan Robinson? Yeah, my profile picture right now is a picture of Duncan and Hassan Whiteside side to side. It's just, you know, what Heat fans come up with on Twitter. It's just a little bit of fun. But all in all, I believe in Duncan still. Come on, man. He, his first two years, he shot the three at a historic, like, number. Like, I don't like, – I think there's a stat where – like he has like the best three point percentage like out of any player in history for the first two seasons, and I'm just like, you know, like he's in an all time slump right now. Like he's shooting terrible. Like, but Duncan Robinson is Duncan Robinson. Like it's gonna come eventually. Um, I just think he has to keep shooting. Uh, it is a mental thing, like Brian said. It is a mental thing for him. Uh, a big contract just got to him. Um, I think every, every Heat fan is like hard on him because they seen him shoot at a historic rate. But if you remember last year, like, building up to the deadline, he shot really bad because he was all in these Kyle Lowry rumors. He was shooting really bad. And after after the deadline, he didn't get traded. He started shooting the three at the same pace again. I just think we need to give him some time. We can cut him some slack. He'll go back to where he was at one point. Uh, he's Duncan Robinson. But if he doesn't, you know, we have a spot here at our podcast for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, D-Rob to HVTW. Let's make that happen. <laughs> But yeah, does anyone else have something they want to add? Yeah, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back and um, elaborate on a point. The, the fact of the matter is, it, it's obviously a confidence issue because you don't miss wide open layups because of lack of skill. If that's the point, you're not getting ninety million dollars. You're getting um, G League minutes. But at the end of the day, Spolstra's reiterated the fact that he's a very, very good shooter. He's the fastest player of five hundred in history. Five hundred threes made in history. There's no way it's a fluke. There's no way he, he fluked us, he lied to us, and he stole our money, and he left. There's no way. But at the same time, I'm not sitting here and saying, um, you know, it, it can be all fine and stuff like that. But the problem is we have to figure, figure out what's exactly is going on in his head and get it sorted out. Because I've, if it is a contract issue... Um, his own teammates are going to be he's just going to talk to him and say, you know, we're all getting paid at the end of the day. You're getting paid more than some, but, uh, you know, it's your time. You can take as much time as you want. I think, I think it takes one good home game where the fans get behind him and, he, you know, he pops off for nine or ten threes in the same game. He'll do it and it will happen. And everyone's right. At the moment, you know, it's, it's bleak. We've lost three games in a row. It's very sad. But we've got to remember, we're only one game away from the first seed. One. One win, which is incredible. But it it just takes his performance to go and, you know, just shooting consistently, just getting the best looks available. It doesn't have to be running with 33 feet away, fading away with a defender on him. He he just can't be doing that. So get some easy looks. His teammates will, will contribute to that. Jimmy, when he comes back, will try to get him going. Kyle Lowry will do it. Bam will do it. It's just about him getting his confidence back in the shots. Exactly. I agree 100%. You know, like we're only 12 games into this. 
just like all of you guys, I strongly believe that, you know, we could see the D-Rob that we saw last year and the year before very soon. You know, it's just a slump. Maybe, as you guys said, the contract's getting to his head. And, you know, it's Duncan Robinson. I'm, I'm sure the Heat know what they have to do to help him out. And D-Rob knows himself better than anyone else. So he should know what he's got to do as well. So, you know, being only 12 games in, I think we just got to take a deep breath and just, you know, wait for D-Rob to progress. So, like, I have faith in D-Rob, just like you guys. So just got to keep the ball rolling and hope for the best. You know, but with that being said, uh, so this next topic that I want to talk about is very important as I want to focus on the recent concerns regarding this team's health. As you guys know, Jimmy Butler ended up getting injured during the first quarter of the Lakers game, causing him not to return while also missing all of the Clippers game as well. You then have guys like Bam Adebayo, who's been playing through a knee injury, and Tyler Hero, who's been apparently having back problems as of lately to go along with it. With all of this information being presented, are any of you guys beginning to feel worried about this Heat team's health? What's your opinion, J-Talk? Yeah, uh, the injury concerns, like, it's really worrisome, but, like, I'm not that worried about it. If it's, if it's not that bad, if Bam, you know, Tyler has always had a back issue. I don't know what, why that is. But, um, yeah, our injury issues, it's like, it's not really a concern for me, but it is something to keep an eye on as the season progresses. But um, Jimmy's ankle, I don't think he's going to be out for that long. He might even play tomorrow against Utah. But uh, we still have all the depot in the injury report. We just got Struz back. Uh, honestly, we just need to get more depth. I feel like by the buyout deadline or the trade deadline, we're going to get somebody. I don't want to see Gabe Vincent in this anymore, man. Like, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not really worried like that. Like, we're going to get healthier as the season progresses. I, I just – I think, like, we're going to start resting players, too, off back-to-backs real soon here. Uh, we're just trying to see what this team is made out of and, like, who's going to be – who's going to stay in the rotation, who's going to stay on the team. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Kaylee? Yeah, like, I I feel like um, – I remember I mentioned this in, like, the, the previous podcast that I was on that I was always worried about, like, I just hope that if anyone goes down in the starting five that they can pick up, like, any sort of slack to be able to still win games. And um, and it's showed that any time that someone in the starting five is down or, like, has to leave mid-game, it's almost like we struggle a lot, you know? So it's, like, that's a really main concern that I'm, like, I hope that they can somehow – figure that out because I get that's like a constant thing because obviously they're gonna get like up and down up and down multiple times in the season that's just a given you know but um it's having to rely on that bench and the depth that do we have it I don't know (laughs) I feel like they have to really like prove themselves you know like I know that a lot of people were like rooting for um Strauss to come back in and stuff like that to show what he can do but at the same time it's like they're on the bench for a reason so it's like obviously we prefer our starters um but overall being worried about it I'm not essentially worried because they're like minor injuries as long as long as they're not kind of you know catastrophic you know they're like they can't play for the rest of the season and then of course yeah that's a kind of a concern um but if they're out of protocols if they're just have a little tweak of an ankle then I think we'll be fine right and then how do you feel Brian Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about the injuries. I mean, I think that, I don't know, we know the Heat are 
you know, one of the hardest playing teams of the league. We know we've heard about their infamous practices, how hard they practice, you know, all that stuff. And that's great. It's it's really good as far as being really well conditioned. Yeah, you know, later on in the season when everybody else is tired, you really can start to come on. Uh, but it also leads to injuries. Rest is a really, really, really important thing in pro athletics, any any type of athletics. I, I I feel like, you know, I'm not saying this as someone with inside knowledge of how the Heat train. I don't know. But it seems like from the outside looking in, they aren't the type of a team or the type of a group who would necessarily prioritize that rest. And I think that when you have one of the older teams in the league – you kind of have to take the opposite mentality. Like we know that Jimmy's going to get out there as quick as possible, regardless of how hurt he is. And I think that, you know, it might be a good thing to protect them from himself and be like, Hey man, it's, it's all good. Just let's make sure that you're completely healthy before you go out there and risk hurting yourself further. And I feel like we've kind of seen people on the heat do that before. And it's just, I don't know. I'm concerned. I, I think that as of now, the, they'll probably be fine. I, you know, as far as we know, there's no super serious injuries, but uh, yeah, for an older team that works as hard as they do, there's always a bit of a concern with, uh, with injuries. Right. And then what's your take Clippy? Uh, I'm not really worried. I think that our training staff is probably working overtime to take care of their bodies. And also they take care of their own bodies. Of course, uh, they probably go through intense rehab, but I'm not really worried. I mean, I'm just worried that Jimmy's not going to be playing. Obviously, obviously, we need him, but I'm not really worried that much about injuries. Uh, you could ask me in the middle of the season, and I'll probably wor- be worried if there's any injuries at that time. But for now, it's early, and there's nothing really serious, so I'm not. I'm not really worried about it. Right. You know, and then, like... It's obviously, you know, when you have a tough schedule like right now, it's something to be concerned about, I guess, for the time being. But, you know, at the end of the day, as you guys mentioned, there's going to be times where the Heat might rest certain players. And that's okay because at the end of the day, you know, people say that, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And that's exactly what it is. So, you know, we just got to take a deep breath. And, you know, not only do we hope our players stay healthy, but we also hope this come playoff time, you know. So as long as our guys are healthy by then, you know, I I don't care what happens come regular season time. So with that being said, I mean, does anyone else have something they want to add to this or are we ready to move to the next topic? Um, Really quick. (laughs) I know that I said his name wrong. Um. Instead of I said uh, Strauss instead of Struess. I think it's Struess, right? Um, it's because I, I had that as an inside joke. I just want to clear that up so people don't come for me. Just going to say that. Wait, is, right. is it Strauss or is it Struess? Like, I feel like it's one of those. I feel like we say NBA players' names wrong, and I legitimately don't know if it's which one it is. Has he ever said which one it is officially? I mean, um, they say it on the broadcast. Yeah. Struess. Yeah, but, like, I, I've there's been cases where broadcasters have gotten names <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I mean you're right. I mean, I like, I mean that's kind of uh, that's kind of sad if you're like the announcer and you've been pronouncing it wrong for like over a year. Like, geez, nobody told you that it's Strauss Struess. Like, let's get him on the pod and ask him. That was <laughs> Come on the pod, Struess. People were pronouncing yeah. Giannis's name on the MVP campaign for four years. <laughs> like, I feel so bad for the guy. 
But like, Pedro yeah, Park can't then... pronounce Bam out of Bio's name, so I just you <laughs> out know, Bam out of out of the Bayou, out of the Bayou, Bam out of the Bayou. True. The reason I say shrews is because I think of like 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 sprouts and stuff like that. You know, oh <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, um, George, I almost forgot about you. How do you feel about these injuries for the Heat? Look, I'm I'm concerned to an extent. I'm more I'm, I'm more concerned about the underlying injuries that we keep copying. Um, ankle issues, a lot of yeah, we do a lot of hard running towards the rim. A lot of charges get taken. Um, but there's there's some I am worried about. There's some I'm not. You know, Morris getting hit by a cream puff. I'm not. Um, it's 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 more the fact that we have Lowry who looks like he could get injured any second. I'm not I'm not saying he's injury prone. I'm just saying that there's certain things that he can be doing better to take care of his body. Um, Jimmy's always had ankle issues, ankle and lower back. Um, Tyler Hero is playing amazing, but at the same time, if he's playing injured, there's going to have to be a time where they have to rest him. Um, I think we can solve this easily by rotation. Rotation is perfect in this. I'm not saying to bench all the good players like we've been doing and then go up from 20 we, we go from being 23 up to being up by five and then having to rely on Jimmy to get to the line I'm talking like stagger the minutes perfectly which is it's not it's easy way easier said than done is that you know there's a whole lot of factors you're going to factor in if you're in air expulsion position but chucking you know Haslam who's an amazing you know amazing guy back onto the bench and not even being he shouldn't even be in contention if Casey Okpala's on the bench, he should be playing. I'm not saying that he's an amazing talent. I think that he should definitely see some minutes. Um, Amir at seven. Um, Gertzleben. Oh, sorry. Uh, whatever his name is. Um, I'm really, really high on this guy. I think he's an amazing talent and he's very underappreciated. You know, he, his ability to shoot. Um, he defended the hell out of AD against that Lakers game. The fact that he wasn't in more really like really hurt me. So I think that it's a more of a coaching coaches. It's a coach's job now. Jimmy, um, I was saying to the, the guys before he just got upgraded to questionable for tomorrow. So I think he'll play. I don't think there's any way in the world he wouldn't play. Um, and if we can just level these injuries, weather the storm and then get back home, I think that'll be, for, that'll be for the best. Right. I agree a hundred percent. You know, so I feel like we've seen so much throughout these past 10 games of the season. And the reason why I want to put this question out is because I feel like some people's opinions about this specific topic changes as time progresses. So I want to ask you guys, what is currently your top five teams in the league right now? And would you place the heat on that list? If so, where? What's your five, Brian? Uh, my five is this like are we, are you, we you don't got a reason? Oh, yeah, we uh, injuries, yeah, you could put it all in. Like, this is about like who just in general, like could... fully healthy, like who has the best chance to make the finals or win championship. Um, you know what? I think, yeah, you know what? Factor injuries in it too. Like, right now, who do you think has the best chances to take home the 2022 championship? All right, then in that case, uh, Warriors, Lakers. Bucks, Nets. Uh, I don't know. That fifth one's kind of a wild card. It could be 
you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the dude. I don't know. I don't know because like out the East, right? Like I feel like outside of the Nets and Bucks, it's kind of a toss up between the 76ers and the Heat. Uh, I don't really trust the Celtics, but maybe them. Um, yeah, so I might have to throw that fifth team to the Nuggets, assuming that Jamal Murray comes back healthy. Wow. Yeah, those, those <laughs> are my five. Those are my five. And would so what would you place Miami at like the sixth, or are they like far off your list? Or I don't think they're far off. I think that they're in that second tier after the Bucks and the Nets. I mean, they could beat anybody. Like, I think that they could maybe beat the Bucks uh, in a series, but it's it's like they're in the mix. They're in the mix for sure. I wouldn't. I don't like if I had to bet money. I don't think I'd put money on them to come out the East. Um, they could beat anybody. They could be beaten by anybody. I still have to see more from them, and I, I still have to see whether or not you know. Because like I mentioned earlier, they're an older roster, so I still have to see whether or not they can make it to the finish line completely healthy. Uh, but yeah, I probably wouldn't favor them to come out the East at this point. Right. What about you, Clippy? Oh, my take is very, very biased, one hundred percent. I think the Heat can come out of the East. I think the Heat can win the chip, to be honest. I, but I am biased, so there I have to factor in in that. But uh, other than that, the Warriors are the only other team that I think could really actually beat us in the seven game series. I have to give my respect because Steph and and what they're doing over there, it's they're looking really good. And Clay Thompson's not even playing, so. Uh, then I'll give uh, the Nets, I guess, maybe, you know, if somehow Kyrie can come back, I don't think it's possible. But if he does, they're obviously a threat. Still don't think they could be the Heat. Uh, then the Bucks, you know, obviously they're the defending champs, so I have to give them their due, but still don't think they could beat the Heat. And then uh, my last spot is actually going to be the Suns. Uh, I think they're like quiet killers because they're on like a six game win streak. Uh, and no, it's not being talked about like at all. So, and they were in the finals last year, so they could probably make it again. You know, they could definitely make it out of the West. They, 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 they look pretty good. Right. And then what about you, George? Uh, mine's a toss up at the moment. Um, the Warriors are the one, the Warriors are the one, what they're doing is amazing. That's the only thing I know for sure. Number two, I'm going to have to be. I might, I might be a bit crazy for this. I might be a bit out of the box, but I'm going to take um, take the 76ers at two. Only because what they're doing without their stars due to health and safety protocols is amazing. Maxi steps up. Paul uh, Reed steps up. Um, it's not even a it's not even a question that they they deserve to be up there. Depending, it's, I think three between two and five um, are debatable. Three out of the Nets. Four, I have the Heat, and five, I have the Nuggets. Um, you know, as much as we talk crap, we don't like the Nuggets. I don't like the Nuggets. But, you know, even without Jokic, Will Barton drops 30 yesterday, they win. So uh, you've got to give respect for teams that without a certain, um, without a certain, you know, with a certain amount of injuries and with a certain amount of stuff like that, it, it's... It's amazing what they're doing with their bench. And I feel like when we were limited yesterday with no Morris, no Depot, no Jimmy yesterday, 
just the ability to have someone that can go get buckets. Like we had Bam, we had Tyler, which goes back to a coaching issue because when Bam had the hot hand, he benched him. We got we we got to play through our stars more, and I think Spolster will see that, and we'll get better, uh, you know, amongst the season. That's what I factor in as well. So I, I'm going to go Golden State, Seventy uh, Sixers, Nets, Miami, and Denver. And you, Kaylee? Okay, so I might be a little bit biased just because I'm a fan of both um, the Heat and the Sixers. Um, But number one, for sure, I agree with George that the Warriors, they're doing something over there and it's kind of scary. But like, I'm I'm excited to see like if they can actually like come up and like do something crazy, especially whenever Clay comes back. Yeah, Warriors, I can see being number one for at this moment. Um, After that, I feel like it'll most likely be better of the Heat versus the Sixers, even though I am a Sixers fan, okay? But I think the Heat have more of a potential to, like, have their starters for a longer period of time during the season that they might be able to hold it um, longer and, like, actually push through versus the Sixers, even though they're number three for me. Um, Their bench has been doing an amazing things of, like, really holding it down whenever most of the roster is basically gone, Um told the whole nickname of like the seven sixers because it's literally like it's just it's we're playing with all with bench um but so they're number three um and then my uh fourth pick will probably be i'm like torn between like the bulls or the nets to be honest because i feel like the bulls are doing some crazy stuff every now and then but then so are the nets um so yeah i think yeah i think that and then i agree with um with Clippy about the Suns, I feel like they're silent killers. So they're like my solid number five. Though I'm like, I can see them literally coming out of nowhere and like just dominating. And we're like, where did they come from? So yeah, those are my my top. Right. And then what about you, Jay? Yeah, uh, it's really tough right now, but number one is pretty much solidified. It's the Warriors. They haven't been playing like really good teams, but they've also been like beating down on the bad teams. So they have to be number one. Steph's doing amazing things. He's definitely top three in MVP right now if he's not number one. Number two, I got the Nets. Um, yeah, you can never, ever, like, count that out. They have Kevin Durant, like, who's doing crazy stuff since coming off an ACL injury. I don't know how he's doing it. Um, three, I got us, but I might be a little biased. I don't know, but I got us because I see, I see how, like, how our team plays when we're fully healthy. And we don't even have Oladipo yet. We haven't seen him in Oladipo. He comes back anywhere near where he was all-star level. It just brings a whole different dimension to the team. Fourth, I actually have the Clippers there. That's, that team is really good. Uh, the way Paul George is playing. Uh, I think that there was a report last month that Kawhi is ahead of his schedule for his recovery. If he comes back, that team is a threat to everybody in the West. I don't care what curse they had on. I don't care about any of that. That team is really good. It's well-rounded. Um... For the fifth, um, I would say the 76ers. Um, before Harris went to protocols and uh, Embiid, I don't know, I think he has an injury right now. They they were really playing really good. And I see Tyrese Maxey, who I've always been high on, and I'll never forgive the uh, Heat front office for taking pressures over Tyrese Maxey. I was begging for Maxey. Uh, I seen Dragic was getting old. He got injured. We needed a point guard, and they went in to pressures. I was I was just confused by that pick, but he's having an elite this year. Um, I think they trade Ben Simmons and get another piece for him to uh, so they can make a deep playoff run. 
I still, I think Doc Rivers will still be now. He's not a playoff coach at all. That coach is very unserious. They're not going anywhere near the finals with him as a coach. So that's my top five. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be very unpredictable because in the long run, you never know what's going to happen to any of these teams, especially while we're still in the middle of a pandemic. You know, you have Embiid right now who's out with COVID. And, you know, God forbid that this type of stuff happens once the playoff takes place, you know, because you'd hate to see what we saw with Chris Paul last year where he ended up being put in protocols, I believe, what was it, during the, I want to say the conference finals it was. So, you know, you never want to see a player go through that type of situation, like right in the middle of a huge playoff run. So, you know, obviously for every team, you hope everyone can stay healthy. But, you know, let's just see what ends up happening, though. So because of that, um, before we wrap up today's episode, it's only right that we talk about the Heat's upcoming game against the Utah Jazz. The last time Miami played Utah, the Heat were able to edge them out by beating them by three points. One major difference from this game compared to the last meeting is that this rematch will be taking place on the Jazz's court. Putting all this into consideration, what is everyone's expectations and prediction for the game? And do you think Jimmy will, you know what, Jimmy is questionable, but still, do you think Jimmy will play? Start it off with you, Kaylee. Um, I feel like um, I would hope that they took the whole, like, since we're on a, on a losing streak, okay, since we're on a losing streak, I would hope that uh, they kind of come into this game with a little bit more optimism versus kind of like dread, you know, um, they're able to do it. And I know it's going to be kind of hard, but like, I hope they just really like, um, I don't know. It's almost like, I know that if Jimmy is out, then I feel like more people want, would want to step up and um, maybe play harder. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's a big toss up for me. Cause like, I would hope that their mentality is like, we can do this. We'll kill it. Um, but then also the, it could be the latter of like, I don't know, like we're not home. We've been traveling, we've been losing. So like, I just, I would hope that like, they can have like a good mindset, really try to take a lead and like, um, hopefully figure out some sort of place to really finish and close what they have wanted to do these past few games, you know? So. Right. And then what about you, Brian? Uh, my answer completely depends on if Jimmy is playing. And I feel like since he's questionable, that probably means he's going to play. Like, I I feel like if he's close enough to play, then he definitely will. So I'm going to say they get the W. Um, I actually think that this is a game where Duncan Robinson breaks out of his slump a little bit. Uh, He's been hearing the criticism. You know, maybe he went to a therapist, like I mentioned earlier. I don't know. I just feel like, like I said, he's too elite of a shooter to not eventually break out of it. And why not this game? Um, Yeah, so I think it's going to be a pretty solid win for the Heat. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Clippy? Uh, I think we're mentally tough somewhat. Uh, I don't think we lose four in a row. Definitely not. Jimmy Butler is 100% playing since he's listed as questionable now. But I think that we go in there, we get a W, and you know we do it in, in a good fashion. Um, I have to agree with Brian. He said that he thinks uh, Duncan's going to have like kind of a breakout of the slump game. Honestly, I think it's long overdue. I hope it happens. I have a good feeling. Uh, he's definitely seen the criticism. And you could tell, like, you could s- the look on his face when he missed that shot last game. You could just tell he's like, enough is enough. And 
he's going to keep shooting the ball and it's it's going to work. But I think we go in there and we definitely get the W. I don't think we'll lose four in a row. Definitely not. Right. And then how about you, George? I think it's going to be a very extremely tough game. I think the Jazz recognize we're on a losing streak. They're, they're salty about the last time we saw them. Um, they nearly came back to beat us that game as well. We were absolutely on fire. So it's going to be it's going to be a battle of wills. I think Jimmy definitely plays. I don't think there's ever going to be an opportunity. I don't care if the guy was missing a leg. I think that if he, he sees the losing streak, he knows the Jazz want, want you know, the Heat's head. And I feel like we're hunted out as much or if not more than any other team in the, in the entire, um, in the NBA. I feel like people want to come and beat us. And, you know, we're going to their home. Their home fans, fans are going to be upset about the last time as well. Um, I don't know if um, the whole, the fight between Gobert and, um, and Turner got resolved. I don't know what's happening there. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I, I expect Gobert to be playing. I think he might just get fined. I don't think a punch was thrown. It's going to be, like I said, a battle, battle of wills. Jimmy is going to come in. He's going to do his thing. Lowry's going to have to show up in a bigger way. I know everyone praises him for the fourth quarter, and that was fantastic yesterday. But um, he needs to do that over four quarters. He needs to be there for us when we're in a slump. D- Duncan... I think he's the biggest candidate for a breakout game because uh, every game from now, from between here and when he actually does it, he's the candidate for the breakout game. So I'm, I, I'm really, I'm actually excited for the game. Uh, I won't count us out. I think it's going to be a very, very difficult game, but you know, I think we've got more than enough weapons to get the job done. Right. And then Jay talk you. Uh, the game is definitely winnable. You know, just like every game we play, we could be any team in the league, but it's tough. Like, we've been on the road the past week. Uh, we don't know if Butler's going to play. He's questionable, so I think he does go. Um, I think we win. I think we take out uh, – I think we'll win this game against Utah. You know, Tyler here always goes off against Utah. Uh, I, I also think Duncan has somewhat of a bounce back game. You know, little by little, he'll start bouncing back to his old self. Jimmy plays, he's definitely not going to let this team go on a four-game losing streak. But it's up in the air. I'm not going to say we're going to win because Utah is a tough place to play at. Um, they they have one of the best records last year. I think they had the best record in the league last year. So it's definitely a tough environment to play in over there. So it's going to be a really good game, just like the last game. I just hope if we get to a lead, we're, we're able to hold it this time and we um, close it out. Right. And then, George, I know you want to add something. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to bring us back to the game that we did win. Um, their role players did kill us. Uh, I forget what his name is. Roy, Royce, Royce O'Neal, I don't think it is. There's always going to be one, one guy that 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 just comes out of the blue, like like a Malik Monk, who terrifies me. That that's always going to do well. Our stars match up really well with with Utah. I think that's that's not the issue here. Go uh, Bam is better than Go Bam, and he proved the last time. Jimmy's way more of a, of a factor than, than Donovan Mitchell, in my opinion. Um, I just feel like if we can stop switching, we're going to learn how to stop switching off, off three-pointers and, and start realizing that we can go and, um, you know, we can play a fluid brand of basketball without fouling. It's just about switching and getting in the right position. But 
I'm um look, I'm optimistic. I'm always gonna be optimistic as a Heat fan because we've got so much to look up, you know, so much to um to to look forward to. But yeah, it's just about not switching, leave not leaving the perimeter open for them to kill us and we'll be fine. Right. You know, every time we go to Utah, you know, it's always a battle. This team, this team can be trash. They can be good. It doesn't matter. You know, they always put it all out on the court. So I'm expecting a full out battle for the Heat. And, you know, a huge question is, you know, will Jimmy play? And I forgot who, but I know someone said that they do expect him to play. I wouldn't be surprised if he was to, you know, try to end that three game losing streak. You know, overall, tomorrow, in my opinion, it's going to be a full-on battle. So, with all this being said, I feel like we hit on a lot of stuff in today's episode. Is there anything else you guys want to add on to it? I'll take the silence as a no. So, with that being said, uh, thank you to everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. We'll see you soon with another episode. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at HVTW podcast and on Instagram with that same um, username and also check out culture sock our first the first ever Miami heat podcast to feature an all-female cast very soon they'll be dropping their first episode as well and you can check them out on Twitter at CLTR shock pod anyways once again thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the heat versus the world podcast and we'll see you soon with that being said we out Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast.